Hi, I'm Erin. And I'm Jay. And you're listening to episode 38 of the Salty Mother Clutchers podcast. getting tattooed this week Fucking it's been a long time coming i think we had awesome. tattoos like last we get year. tattooed on halloween every year yeah and but then like, otherwise outside of that it's not very often yeah i don't think i've been tattooed off of a halloween in like years yeah so, i want to but i mean yeah you want to all so time. anyway you're getting tattooed lucky duck yeah i'm getting tattooed this week and um i'm pretty stoked because uh, i have no idea what i'm getting <laughs> Yeah. But I'm getting like most of my arm done. Okay. Like most, some of it's already done, but like I'm getting the rest of it done. Like um, full sleeve style? Yeah. Okay. Just... So that's the idea anyway. We'll yeah. see what happens. Sweet. I'm sure I'll just get it like an outline or something at first. Nice. Um, so it's, it's going to be like a lot of floral patterns. So you're getting a bunch of flowers? Yeah. In, Not... in black. So slightly more evil. It's a little more evil. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's not, not your typical, like, motorcycler tattoo, I guess. I'm going to get a fucking sleeve full of flowers and daisies. Like, okay, so here's the thing. Um, we have lots of tattoos. Um, I don't have one motorcycle related tattoo. And like nothing at all? I don't have a, the only thing that I could maybe say is sort of bite, bite. No, it's not. No, you have like some circles. I was going to say, wow, <laughs> thanks. Um, I have a skull on my thumb. Is that a biker tattoo? It's pretty biker. But yeah. otherwise I have nothing, no motorcycles, no motorcycle parts, no, it, I just never did it. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I have a shit ton of skulls and like evil shit. That's just the way I am. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I, same. my one... I think it's my only, like, kind of biker-related tattoo. Um, is, is that motorcycle tattoo I'm staring at on your arm? Yeah, it's a full fucking motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. But, but, it's it's a band tattoo. Yeah. You know, at, at the heart of it, that is a band tattoo. Yeah. Because um, it's the cover of Liquid Vapor's Davila album. But, yeah, it's okay, so 100% a, like, fucking chick with a skull headband and a... <laughs> fucking pistol doing a catwalk on some sort of a motorcycle yeah wearing like a bathing suit yeah it's fucking deadly sweet okay what tattoo do you think you have that is biker related that's not the one that's a motorcycle oh no that's the one i meant <laughs> i think that's it you know i guess like bats skulls i don't know like i have a i have a devil tattoo does that count as a biker tattoo ah <sighs> We're going to get into some specifics, and I think it could early on be, okay. be considered, but we're, 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 we're going to get there. I think someday um, <clears throat> I will have a motorcycle tattoo, like a tattoo yeah. of a motorcycle, um, but I won't have like a, like a motorcycle logo or shit like that. You're not going to get like the Honda wings? No, nope, I'm not like going to do that. back piece Honda wings? I'm not going to get like the... That, like, empty Harley emblem? Yeah, no, that's not happening. Yeah, I don't know if I, if I, like, were to choose, like, specifically a motorcycle tattoo, like, something to get. Yeah. I don't know what I would get. Most bikers, I'm going to say, are rocking, you know, like you said, the Harley tattoos. Or they're, it's going to be a uh, fucking, you know, American Eagle. Yeah. <laughs> like, which is also in itself a, a branded element that Harley stole to incorporate on their hog stuff yeah which is 
right. the phrase they stole also. Yeah. But it's like all this patriotic American shit. Yeah, I guess like, like Harley specifically, Harley tattoos is like, that's a big thing. And I'm pretty sure that there's lots of people with Harley tattoos who have no Harley and do not ride bikes, mm-hmm. but they're like, yeah, man, Harley Davidson's cool. Yeah, and they get rad. it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a whole other fucking weird thing. Yeah. But like we, we talked about like bike rallies and shit and like they often have tattoo yeah. people there yeah. and like whatever. But like, it's always the same shit. It's like flags and the freedom and like the flaming tire. Yeah. And... Fuck. I'd totally get a flaming tire. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that's 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 the standard the bike shit, right? Yeah. Um, like what else is there? Well, I don't know, skulls with like flaming eyeballs. I would get a spark plug tattoo. Yeah, spark plugs are good, and you know, in twenty years, people are gonna be like, "What the fuck is a spark plug?" Uh, Everything's gonna be electric, right? And Analog. Like, what what kind of a motorcycle has a spark plug? You, what's a spark plug? <laughs> so I think that'll be interesting once things go electric. Like, what are the tough? electro bike tattoos gonna be is it gonna be like instead of flames around a tire is it gonna be like whizzing lightning bolts and electricity (laughs) or like i don't know what's that movie everyone was into like i don't know a decade ago with the fucking hubless motorcycle i don't know oh did didn't daft punk do the soundtrack to some shit i don't know all right someone comment call in you know (laughs) comment call in call in um one it's a 1-800 salty fuck in case you're wondering (laughs) well i know like back in like the chopper days like or early chopper tv days whatever or whatever uh billy lane did like these hubless wheels yeah and it was like a super like fucking mind-blown like thing right yeah and then a few few years later this animated movie came out yeah was it called was it tron 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 was like from the fucking 80s was it yeah okay well what the fuck came out possibly even late 70s yeah to me the 80s were like 10 years ago oh wow so i don't know someone will fill fill us in there's some fucking movie with some fucking motorcycle that's a it's cartoon bullshit okay hubless shit that'll be a tattoo (laughs) well (laughs) (laughs) that's that's my story great story i got another good a good um sort of modern modern motorcycle tattoo that yeah. could even be for someone who's not a motorcycle person sure like the the batman motorcycle oh yeah like That's that kind of garbage terrible oh i yeah ew that yeah yeah if you get that fuck off someone has that for sure oh i bet you hundreds and thousands yeah. of people probably the have amount of that. people that have just like straight up the batman yeah. tattoo batman fans like fuck whatever <laughs> I don't, I was a Batman fan too, but like, I don't know if my eight year old self would have been a rock and a tattoo back in the day. Would have been fucking wait. It would have been deadly for an eight year old to have a Batman tattoo. Yeah. I had one of those. Yeah. You got it out of like the gum and you just licked it and stuck it on your arm. Yeah. Or your forehead. <laughs> or your forehead indeed. Um, mo- so like modern tattoos, modern, modern motorcycle tattoos, that would be all that shit. Right? Yeah, yeah. So like I said, you're going to like the bike rally, and it's just a sea of vests and bald heads and fucking sleeves of the identical tattoos. Right? Yeah. This is what you're gonna see. Yeah. Fucking live to ride, ride to live, loud <laughs> pipes, all that bullshit. Born free. Uh, born free. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Digby. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, all these people with like these fucking crazy like skull tattoos and shit, and like. Because bike culture is still, our people try to associate it still with like the 50s, 60s, like counterculture 
stuff. Yeah. And they're still trying to live that dream that just, guys, does not exist. Yeah. I couldn't help but think of, like, these tattoos in the 50s and 60s these bike clubs would have. And back then, you know, it's still a lot of skulls. Yeah, for sure. Still, you know, death and some shit like that. And the more, I guess, the ones you'd more know from, like, uh, pop culture, like, movies like the Hell's Angels on Wheels and shit like that, like, um, they would have, uh, this is actually probably one of my favorite ones, is the FTW tattoo. Yeah. Which is not for the win. Yeah. These guys do not have positive vibes. It's fuck the world. Yeah, you know, um, I did also see another reference for that. Hmm. Forever Two Wheels. Forever Two Wheels. Yep, that's a that's a popular one. It's it, I believe it started fuck the world. Yeah, I think. Um anyway, so like they have like these tattoos, obviously the one percenter tattoo is a big one. Um whether you're in a one percent club or not at the time, it was a very popular tattoo. And we don't have to get into why that one percent is a thing yeah you can google everyone that. can google that it's pretty well known um though and you know their club colors and shit they would get tattooed um but i think back then and then still to a, a sense now it it was it's a a sense of identification with a group yeah so that's why you get your colors you get like your you know your state or whatever um like it's a lot of american stuff here i guess I for, forgot completely about this. The women in clubs would have the tattoos property of, and it'd be property of this person, this club, or property of this club, or property of, like, these colors, that sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. So that, like, if they were out and about, some some other uh, club member from another area or whatever couldn't, like, fuck with them or something. Yeah. Because my, my instinct was, like, oh, this is obviously, you know... A lot of feminism has happened since these times, and like women don't really want to be property of people, of people. so much anymore. But you're saying you know someone with this? So I know someone with this. Um, right on the fucking side of the shoulder, property of with each other's names on the opposite person, mm-hmm. in like the person's like favorite fucking color, and in their actual fucking <laughs> signature. Okay, and yeah. these people are a hundred percent super not together. I remember seeing that tattoo and going like, what the fuck? And at the time, I had no mental connection to that having anything to do with the bikes. Yeah. So like, I don't know if they were trying to be smart or cute or clever or what, but it just read as pretty gross. That's so fucking wild. Like I bet you, I I bet you that she has that all blacked out now. No, but now I'm curious, like of these, you know, property of women from the 60s whether there's some still kicking around with their whatever it may be maybe or maybe they're still super into it they're like fuck yeah don't fuck with me yeah who knows (laughs) um but anyway it's 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 all identification right yeah it's all like identifying with a group and to an extent the modern stuff is like you're identifying with a wide very wide generic group yeah of like fucking boring people (laughs) but back then it was identifying with a very specific group or a specific riding club from a specific state or whatever it may be. And I think that stems from um, tattoos were, and I'm not a tattoo expert by any means. Yeah. But, and there's like a huge history of tattoos, like in the, obviously in Japan and the Celts and everything. Right. And like Maori tribe, like there's a long, long, super long history of tattooing. Yeah. So this is not that. But there is definitely a history of tattooing as identification in a military sense, where, like, 
you know, the, especially in, in America, and this is where it kind of ties in with bike stuff, the 1800s and stuff with like the American cavalry and the civil war, um, they would encourage their people to get tattoos for identification purposes. So they couldn't get, you know, illegally recruited on the other side, yeah. per se, or like, you know, it also gave them a sense of pride. And then at the end of everything, like you would be, you know, you'd have a sense of community with the people that you fought with. And it was a, it was a status symbol yeah. to have these tattoos. It's like, oh, you did this thing and people like were proud of you. Yeah. So like, it was like a, you know, it was a, it was a status thing. It was a community identification, but it was a, a big status symbol. I think where it starts to, you know, blur a little bit as time goes on is, you know, that's still a very, very popular thing to do. Um, in like the military like as far as sailors go everyone knows fucking sailors and tattoos and all that bullshit <laughs> and like they would go around they would get their you know hula girls or dragons or whatever parts of the world they were traveling at they would get like some sort of a symbol to represent they were there so what happens is that sense of uh pride and status becomes so diluted and cliche you know they're striving for this like status of like masculinity and courage and all this stuff but it's so uh, ubiquitous it, like it just means nothing anymore every sailor has a tattoo you have to have one i'm going to reference right now the because i found this online and i'm going to play a little clip of this um irving berlin he was like a <laughs> ultra ultra famous u.s very well-known composer like died in the 80s at 101 so he had a lot of time to write a lot yes it's called a sailor's not a sailor till a sailor has been tattooed <laughs> and i just thought there were so many parallels with the bike world now that like you can't own a bike and be a real biker unless you have the vest and the tattoos yeah. and all that bullshit yeah. but i think it just goes to show you like how cliche it was and how overdone it was and this is like in the early 1900s tonight we're on a spree and feeling flowery We've got a date with gals and drinks and food Across the Brooklyn Bridge and to the Bowery And I'm gonna get the kid tattooed Tattooed? Tattooed A sailor's not a sailor till a sailor's been tattooed Here's an anchor from a tanker that I sailed upon when first I went to sea. Here's another of my mother takes me back to when I sat upon her knee. Here's a crimson heart with a cupid's dot. Here's a battle cruiser, and when I sit down on that too, there's a tattoo of my hometown to the Bowery. You get the point, right? Um, Here's my hometown. So it's super cliche. <laughs> it's everywhere. Everyone's got a tattoo. It's no, long, no longer has this like status symbol of something special or something to strive for. It's yeah. just you're a regular fucking bloke. You're right? actually probably more cool if you don't have a tattoo. And, and you're in the you'd Navy and you don't have a tattoo. And you'd be more special. Yeah, right? You know, and this is where a lot of people, I think, mistake the biker stuff. as like, oh, that's just military people and ex-military people that did all this shit. But it's like, no. Like, the sailor tattoos were still all overwhelmingly positive. Mm. You know, like a hula girl. 
a boat, an anchor, you know, maybe a dragon might be like the, the worst of the worst. <laughs> There's nothing really that intimidating by a sailor tattoo, which is not what you think when you think of biker tattoos, right? Like you're thinking of like the vintage biker tattoos. They're usually negative in some way. They're skulls, they're flames, they're outlaw, the 1%, fuck the world, spiderwebs, swastikas. Yeah. Like all that sort of shit in like the 50s and 60s. What people don't get is that the sailor stuff was done and over and the biker crowd was rebelling against everything. So they were mimicking prison tattoos, which is kind of like a history that happened parallel to like the military tattoos. Right. But in prisoners of war and in criminals, they would get like their sentencing like tattooed on their foreheads and shit. So the bikers wanted to mimic the look of having gone to prison and they wanted to mimic the look of being a tough person. Yeah. And they still are. And they still are. So, like, they're really just trying to, like, push people's buttons. They're trying to in intimidate. They're trying to put on this persona of being, like, you know, the outlaw and the rebel. Whether or not they actually went to prison yeah. or, or not. Yeah. Like, you know, someone to a certain degree, like, a couple episodes ago on the, the LGBTQ episode, like, some people in these clubs like, didn't even have fucking motorcycles. Yeah, yeah. So, it's like, it was a lot about the image. And, like, it's funny to think that people think back to those days like oh it was so rough it was so real it was but it's like no dudes are a bunch of posers and <laughs> and you dudes are still a bunch and of posers. you're still a bunch of posers yep. yeah you're talking about this sea of biker dads at you know the bike rally yeah um there they they existed in the 50s and 60s too believe uh, it or not absolutely i just found that super interesting because like i think people would always associate you know, that era biker with military and like post-World War II and like and Vietnam and stuff. Well, I did do some reading about that and um, groups like big groups of bike people were ex-military. And yes. it was like, and it was because of that camaraderie, the, the team of being, you know, together in yeah. the military. So outside of the military, they created this whole new team network, you know, still tattooed like they were in the military. Yep. And now riding motorcycles together. Whether right. they were doing crime, like... Uh, right. But what I'm trying to say that what the difference is between those military tattoos, at that time, we're talking like pinups a lot, yeah. right? Yeah. So, like, we're, in, we're still talking pretty positive tattoos, like, in general. Like, I know you can say what you want We can about, argue about that a pinup. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, fair enough. But, I mean, we're not talking at that time flames and skulls and, like... Yeah. There, there's a disconnect there. Yeah. I think a lot of people um, know the story that you're saying. And like, there is the connection there for sure. Yeah. Without a doubt. And I think people automatically assume that the tattoos have that direct correlation to war. When a lot of it is simply just fucking losers. <laughs> yeah. So this kind of explains it like fairly well. Um, so this is from Samuel M. Stewart, who is a tattoo artist. Two reactions seem to be possible in persons who see a tattoo on someone. One is complete fascination, a feeling that here is the ultimate stud, a great macho, a far-traveling sailor. The other is complete revulsion. A tattoo represents the epitome of sleaze, everything that intelligence and sophistication have conditioned you to despise. So you can see one <laughs> has that, like, 
you know, we're going back to the 1800 Civil War tattoo of status to the prison biker uh, shock value tattoos. I mean, I don't think the opinion of tattoos shifted that long ago. Hmm. Um, I got my first tattoo in the mid 90s. I was very underage. Um, and that tattoo shop in my hometown was in this guy's basement. And that's where a tattoo shop was. It was in some guy's basement. And anyone who was a criminal went to this guy's basement and got tattooed. Yeah. And there, there was no, like, no one was getting, like, whatever the shit people get now. Like, people were actually getting skulls and flames and hard, hard-ass shit. They're not getting, like, watercolor stars and trees. Right. They were getting, like, hard-ass shit. And I think at that time, like, it was super intimidating to walk into a shop. I mm-hmm. think probably in that situation, this was invite only. You did yeah. not walk in looking for a tattoo. Even 20 years ago, once there was, like, more shops around here locally, it was still pretty fucking dicey. Yeah. Like, like it was sure. still, it was still, <laughs> like, you know, good girls don't go there. Yeah. And I don't know when it switched, but something, like, definitely shifted in the last couple of years. Everyone with a tattoo is probably not a criminal. Everyone with a tattoo probably didn't go to jail, mm-hmm. did not serve any time in the military, does not own a motorcycle. It's just, yeah. it totally, totally switched in like such a, such a short amount of time. Yeah. And I think what we have to credit for that is unfortunately the music industry. Maybe. And like yeah. a lot of grunge, like fucking Ink Master, which for what that's worth, whatever. Yeah. But Dave Navarro, obviously long time musician. Yeah. And like you see musicians all throughout the 90s just covered in tattoos. And these guys are fucking pansies. Yeah. <laughs> Like, these guys are not tough. They have not been to jail. Oh, they I mean, have. They're not in a biker club. They have not done anything to warrant any sort of intimidation whatsoever. Yeah. These guys do art. Yeah. Totally. Well, fuck, that's how I found myself at 15 years old in some creepy dude's basement getting a tattoo. I yeah. was a little punk kid playing the bass in punk rock bands. Right. I mean, to be fair, punks are scary. You know what fucking sucks? What fucking sucks? When people call their motor motorcycles a hog. Yes. Didn't we talk about this? Not on the podcast. This Are you came, sure? Yeah. This came up in conversation a couple weeks ago on the couch and I was like, I got it. You know what fucking sucks right here? People <laughs> talk. Oh, nice hog. And it's like, do you even know what that means? I can't believe we didn't talk about this. So you know what fucking sucks? People call their motorcycle a hog. Yeah. My brain does this. The first thing my <laughs> brain does is go hog. H-O-G. Harley Owners Group. So every time I hear it, I hear someone going, nice Harley Owners Group. And it's like, it's all I can hear. It's all I can hear. It's all I can hear. Yeah. And I know, (laughs) and I know that there is a, a much, much older story. Yes. About the hog. Yes. Like, but there are, there's a number of ways to hate when people say (laughs) the hog referencing their motorcycle. I had to look up this guy's name. Uh, Ray... Weishar, I think. This guy was like a motorcycle racer guy. Yeah. And we're talking in the the 1910s and 20s. Anyway, yeah. here's the story. Back, back when Harleys were sport bikes. So here's the story. Yeah, the team name was like the Wrecking Crew or something like that. Anyway, so these race dudes, like they were racing against the Indians or racing, racing. And they had a fucking mascot 
of a little pig. Yeah. So this guy would win all these races and then he would like carry the little pig around. And so they just kind of got nicknamed hogs. Yeah. Do you think any fucking person knows that? No, not one person probably knows that that says the word hog. Like, no, it's hog. It's like, yeah. <laughs> but but people who actually have a Harley and they're like, yeah. check out this hog. And it's like, you are an idiot. Yeah. And like, here's where Harley as a brand are a bunch of fucking douchebags. They took that, like, just saying that people were just saying in through the grapevine. That's the shit that they were just talking about. And they're like, oh, how do we apply this to our brand? Uh-huh. Yeah. And they rebranded it as Hog for the Harley Owners Group. Yeah. So not referencing the Hog yeah. and these racers, but just taking it and go, anyone who has a motorcycle by us is now a member of Hog. Yes. And they basically stole the brand. <laughs> So just like they stole the fucking eagle, just like they stole basically the American flag. Yeah. And like now they're like linked in with like uh, patriotism in the States. Yes. It's like, dude, <laughs> the bike's not made in America. Sorry. <laughs> but here's the other thing. When people also call their bike a hog when it's not a Harley. Yeah, I think I was kind of alluding to that. They call any fucking motorcycle yeah, a hog. Yeah. You know, you call a Harley a hog, you're like, okay, great, whatever. You're still a fucking twat. Yeah. But when you're calling like someone's like Kawasaki literally, a hog, it's like- Literally people this saying- This makes no sense. Like n not even in the new sense or the old sense. Like it makes no sense. Literally because everyone needs to talk to me about my motorcycle. Yeah. It happens to me. I can be at a fucking red light and people are like, nice hog. And I'm like- Yeah. Oh my fucking god. Anyway, the whole thing is the whole thing is stupid and it irritates me. And that's how I feel about it. Maybe they should just be hags. Nice hag. <laughs> if someone was like, hey oh, bot hey they're, buddy. They're already no, hags. Nice hag. They're already they're already hags in Cape Breton. Lots of hags in Cape Breton. Thanks for listening to another episode of Salty Mother Clutchers podcast. If you want to listen to any past episodes, hit us up at saltymotherclutchers.com. And from there, you can find a link to our sweet merch and buy yourself a fucking t-shirt. Or if you want to support us in another way, you can send us a coffee or donation on there. Rate the podcast. That helps us out. Or send a link to a friend. And maybe they're a fucking idiot too. <laughs> we are 38. Ubiquitous. Cav Cavalry? Yeah. Calvary? <laughs> Cavalry. 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 Yeah. You just like totally broke my brain. <laughs> Cavalry. Cavalry. So cute that you have a quote to read. There's a couple of bases right here. You there jam? is a tattoo of crystals. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck you use the word ubiquitous. I'm lost for words. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> so it's got three fingers and it's got fuck the world tattooed on them. Is this too mean? <laughs> salty mother clutchers podcast salty mother clutchers <laughs> at gmail.com for the record i do not want to be killed <sighs> ah, i'm frustrated what the fuck how do you fucking apply that word to to regular language to, like motorcycles yeah you did it i'm not even entirely convinced you used it correctly it's not a hag i'm from new Waterford. <laughs> i basically am a hag from new Waterford. kind of